Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Surgeon Masters mini podcast called Life Improvement Principles for the Surgeon Who Wants More. I want to welcome and fairly quickly introduce you to our guest, Dr. Phil Stahel, who's the author of Becoming uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Becoming a Better Surgeon. My goal with you today, Phil, is to make this fairly quick for folks because I know everyone's pressed for time, but we wanted to concentrate on one of the subjects in your book, Becoming a Better Listener. So without further ado, let me have you uh, take it from there. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. That's a huge uh, honor. Yeah, welcome. Tell us a little bit, because I've read your book several times, and uh, particularly this idea of becoming a better listener. And so for this context, rather than having them read your book, we'll make it quick and give them a little snippet of what you talked about as far as the principles about becoming a better listener, both as it applies. I'll, I'll deal with the other issues, but I know you focus on patience because that's a big part of it. But sometimes becoming a better listener is more broad than that. Tell us a little bit uh, what got you to that point of uh, sharing that with us in the book. Sure. You know, you and I have embarked on a similar journey, and we've been surgeons for many years, and we were somewhat displeased with the path that we took, even though we feel like we've had excellent technical surgical training, and most surgeons' goal is to actually become technically brilliant, and then we feel we've mastered our profession and our apprenticeship However, I realized over all these years that I think we do a mediocre job, at least in the non-technical humanitarian skills. And why is that important? And I had to learn that the hard way. I think if we are poor communicators and poor listeners, we will not understand the patient's story, and we're more at risk of picking the wrong patient for the wrong surgery at the wrong time, leading to poor results that are frustrating uh, to the surgeon and maybe deleterious to our patients. So if we turn this around 180 degrees, we'll do the opposite. We'll decide today that we'll start listening to our patients. And this is practical stuff that really worked for me. I created my own checklist. It's a two-step checklist that works because I've designed it and I believe in it. Step one, shut up. Step two, listen. Very simple, very pragmatic, very effective. And what I mean by that is let's just stop interrupting our patients. And studies in the literature show that the average time in which a patient gets interrupted for the first time on a first office visit in a primary care physician's office is 12 seconds. So we don't even give the patient the time to explain why they are here to see us on a day that will be probably one of the worst in their lives in many occasions. And it's even less in the ED. It's about nine seconds for ED physicians and certainly less for busy orthopedic surgeons. So let's turn this circle around and decide that we're going to listen, and we can decide to start doing that tomorrow. What are the big benefits of that? The big benefit is, as you understand the patient's story, you will stop making assumptions, and you will understand what it takes to heal that patient. And frequently, this could be with surgery. Uh, More frequently, it may be with non-operative measures. But you are building a team. You are breaking the ice and you're building trust. 
mutual trust. The patient will trust us and we will understand the patient. So frequently I sit there, make assumptions when I first see a patient and I think, oh my God, that's a hell of a story. I never thought that the patient would have this background or these expectations. I was actually assuming the opposite. And then you embark on this journey together. And as you embark on the journey together, you will drive and create good outcomes for the patient. And the patient in return will give you resilience and avoid burnout. So the patient will avoid complications, will avoid burnout. The patient will have good outcomes, will have resilience. And this is a true team approach. That's the shared decision-making paradigm. We're in it together. We get each other. We trust each other. And that has worked well for me ever since I started changing the way I, I ran my daily practice a few years ago. So my sense is, is that you have a challenge for our listener to, to put something in action. Let's hear what that challenge is. So I think the pragmatic pearl number one is just listen to your patient. Use that two-step checklist. Don't interrupt. And even when I'm tempted, now I master listening skills. A couple of years ago, I caught myself attempting to interrupt. I'm like, oh, Phil, almost. Good thing I caught you. Remember, you wanted to be an expert listener. Good thing you didn't interrupt. And there's this quote uh, in, in, in um, the industrial world that says, never miss an opportunity to say nothing. And uh, we're always there. Right? We're like, oh, my God, I wish I would not have said that or asked that or why did I interrupt the patient again? Second is most of us don't do that, and it works well for me. It's a surrogate marker of empathy. Ask your patient what makes you happy. And by asking that simple question, we will break the ice and the patient will tell us where they're coming from, what their fears and anxieties are and hopes and expectations and why they're here today and what they do for work and what they do at home and who their loved ones are. And so suddenly we understand the patient and the patient will be like, oh my God, this surgeon asked me what makes me happy. I've never been asked that for a long time. And the third is very simple and pragmatic. How do you want to be addressed? And I've realized that in my own practice, I call patients' names by my own choice. If they look young, I'll call them by their first name. If they look all older, I'll call them sir, Mr., or Mrs., so-and-so. If they're a colleague, I may call them by their first name or doctor, but it, it, it was hit or miss. And, and I've had these episodes where a patient will tell me after six months when they're healed and the last visit, they say, you know, doctor, for all these uh, six months, you call me Peter, but I go by my second name, which is David, and I just been there to tell you. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. So to ask, how would you like me to address you? Uh, I really want to be called Dr. Smith because I deserve it and I have a title. Oh, sure, I'll call you Dr. Smith. No, I go by Jeff. Oh, okay, I'll call you Jeff. Such a simple question. These are the three pearls. We can start using them tomorrow and lay back, sit back, and observe the change towards becoming an empathetic, happy surgeon who is liked by the patients and who will drive good outcomes and will gain resilience for himself. So awesome. These are basic principles that uh, surgeons can put into action, whether it's in their patient encounters, their encounter with colleagues, or in other areas of their life. So we're going to challenge you to do that. Just uh, We're going to have you to decide to listen. And uh, Phil, why don't you take it and just drive home your points one more time for us? I'll keep it very short. The three pearls are listen, use the checklist, shut up, listen, do not interrupt. That's pearl number one. Pearl number two, ask your patient what makes you happy. And that will drive the path to empathy that we've discussed uh, a few minutes ago. And the third one is 
how do you want to be addressed? Do you want to go by your first name, by your last name, by your doctor title, by your middle name? And that will also drive empathy again and break the eyes for the patient to trust us to heal them. That is awesome. So thank you, Phil. We'll let people comment in the comment section. They're going to be doing these things, telling us how it's going, challenge us, whatever they want to do. And if they want a lot more information, they can check out your book, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Becoming a Better Surgeon. And lastly, they might just join us on another episode. So let's see them next time. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Jeff. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.